0: Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast, a resource for entrepreneurs and small businesses looking for honest insights and go-to strategies for digital marketing. I'm Kelvin and my wife, Phyllis, Hey, and I will share what's working, what's changing, and how to navigate the sometimes unpredictable world of business ownership. Yes, we're experts at figuring things out, well, figuring them out eventually, and we're here to share it all, the good, the bad, and the stuff we've learned about working at home. Together every day, all day. So let's jump in. Hi, welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast. This is Phyllis. You know, one of the best things about podcasting is the opportunity to talk to so many interesting and amazing people. Today's guest is no different, and it's really kind of cool how we met. And a, a mutual acquaintance thought that we might hit it off. So he sent an email introducing the two of us. We connected on a Zoom call and he was right. We, we clicked and hit it off. She's lovely and I really like talking with her. So I asked her to be on the podcast and we were setting up a time to do the recording. When I asked where she lived, she determined time zone and she said, oh, I live in Columbus, Ohio, which happens to be where I live. I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, We started comparing notes. And, you know, not only does she live in Columbus, she lives about a mile or two away from me, like almost in the same neighborhood, which is just crazy. We were obviously destined to meet. So, really appreciative of that introduction. (laughs) Now, she says that you can call her your WordPress BFF. And that happens to be the truth. She's taught over 7,000 non-techie entrepreneurs how to build their own website with WordPress using her free five-day website challenge. Now, we're going to talk about that a fair amount in the podcast, so you're going to get some details. You're also going to get links on how you can find out how to take the challenge if that's something you want to do. After side hustling for three years, she left her corporate job. To make this her full time business. So she really grew it very organically. She jumped in and just knew that she wanted to do something different. She's got a great story and she has never looked back since being able to leave that full time job. She also has a podcast and it's called The Pep Talk for Side Hustlers, and it's really great. I'm going to be linking to all of this in the show notes. So, welcome to today's guest. Shannon Mattern. I know you're going to enjoy hearing our conversation as much as I enjoyed talking to her. Well, thank
1: you for being with us today, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Sure. Now, before we jump in, I've told people a little bit about how we met and that kind of fun story, but give people a little bit of context about who you are, what you do, and how you ended up being a podcaster and web builder and a business owner.
1: Yeah. So about five years ago, I was working my full time job. I had been at the company for like about seven years. And I just remember sitting in my office one day and it was like a beige office, beige walls, fluorescent light, just like looking around. I hear this like conversation going on outside my office. And I just had this moment of like, I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) Like, is this really it? Is this like, all that there is. And at that moment, I was like, there's got to be another way. And so I had started listening to podcasts. I think it was probably like everybody else who started listening to podcasts in the past five years, probably Serial. That made me like even realize that podcasts were... Right. After that, I was like Chalene Johnson. She's Mm -hmm. like a fitness professional and a marketing person. So I started listening to her podcast and then and it was awesome. And I was like, oh my gosh, she teaches people how to do online marketing. That's a thing that I should do. And then on her podcast, I heard this guy named Pat Flynn, who had a podcast called Smart Passive Income. right? And so like during this time, I'm like, you know, just kind of consuming all of this information. And also I had decided like, Oh, I'm going to start a freelance web design business. That's what I'm going to do to save myself from this miserable (laughs) job that I hate. Right. I'm going to start building websites for people on the side and I'll be able to replace my day job income by doing that and I will be free. Like, It didn't quite work out that way because it turns out that in order to run a web design business where you're working with clients one-on-one, you need a lot of time Do that. And when you're working full time and also trying to, you know, you can't take client calls in the middle of the day because you have like this day job. And I was basically burning the candle at both ends and I was headed for a burnout. So I hear on Pat Flynn's podcast one day about this thing called affiliate marketing and about how you can recommend products and services that you already use and love and make commissions. And I was like, this is a thing. Like people do this. (laughs) Oh that's why people are always talking about all these great things they find on Amazon online. I never put two and two together, so I figured out that the web hosting company that I used for all my stuff and my client stuff had an affiliate program. A lot of the WordPress like plugins, like I was like googling everything that I had purchased to either market my business or help a client or whatever in the past you know, year of trying to run this web design business. I'm like, oh my gosh, they all have affiliate programs. I can teach people how to do this themselves without having to do it for them and make money that way so that I don't have to like spend my time doing one-on-one. And so that's the story of like how my business started. So I started like putting all of my time and effort into creating free training that people could sign up for, but then when they purchased the products and services that I recommend, I would make money. Then it just became like how do I get this in front of as many people as possible? And that's what led to today where I did grow it to the point where I could quit my full-time job right. and then I started a podcast to tell people like here's how I transitioned from like side hustle to self-employed. Right?
0: Well, that's great. And thank you for sharing it. I know we're going to touch back on a couple of those things, but first of all, just in case people didn't catch it in the intro, Shannon's podcast is called Pep Talks for Side Hustlers, and it's really good. I've listened to several episodes and you know, it's just real. You have real conversations with people and a lot of good information there. And I love that name. It's so great. It's encouraging, you know? So a couple of things I want to ask though, really quick, was marketing part of your day job? Was that Were those skills, things that you already kind of had or those skills that you had to grow into?
1: That's a really interesting question. So I did go to college for communications back okay. in the late 90s, early 2000s before social media was a thing, before all of this was like even a thing. So of course, we didn't learn anything about any type of online marketing back then. I don't even think advertising on Google was a thing. Maybe if it was, it was like in its very, very early infancy. So what I did learn was HTML. So I learned web design. And I also learned my major was how people interact with technology. So like product design or web design and usability and all of that stuff. So because I had a communications degree when I graduated, I got a job in marketing a law firm. As an intern doing like a marketing database. So it wasn't even like real marketing stuff. But like over time, that's kind of where I was like, oh, I want to be your website person. And I kind of like grew into the role of marketing. And then that's kind of when like I became the MarTech person, right? So I don't know, this isn't a term that I hear very often, but I hear it in like corporate circles. Like the MarTech is the marketing person who has to liaise with the tech people to actually like make the things happen. And so as we kind of got into the mid to late 2000s, that was like, that became like a really important role. So that was a very long answer to your question. Yes, in marketing, but like not in the way that I need to market myself as an entrepreneur.
0: Right. I'm glad you explained that because I think a lot of people, especially when we talk side hustle sometimes, I think there is not always, but I think at times there's a lot of people who assume like, I'm just going to take like this version of my day job and like do it on the side, right? The same thing. No, not some. Sometimes not. Like some people might be like, I have this corporate job and I really want to teach yoga or something. And, you know, obviously that's fine too. It's all fine. But I do think that there are people who are like, well, oh, that was probably really easy for you because you had this background. You were already doing that kind of work. And that really wasn't the case. I'm sure it felt very different.
1: Yeah, it's super different when you're building a website for an employer who's paying you a salary. And yeah, you have like however long to finish it and you can spend. Spend all day on it and the paychecks coming in, whether you're successful or not. You didn't have to go out and find that client. You didn't have to like market yourself. You didn't have to compete with all of the other people out there doing the same thing. And so it's so very different. Yes, the skill of like the pointing and clicking and the writing the code is the same. But like what it takes to be successful is like two totally different skill sets. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. No, well, thank you for sharing that because I think that's helpful for context too, right? So you obviously said about learning what you needed to learn, right? Oh, yeah. Once you kind of clicked in with the affiliate method for your business, you were like, okay, now, as you said, we got to figure out how do we get this in front of as many people as possible. So talk about a couple of the best resources that you found to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, so I mean, when I first had the idea to like create this training, I had no audience. I had no idea who I was gonna like even market it Too. I knew it was going to be people like me who wanted to build a business on the side. That they needed a website. They needed to build an email list. So I was like, okay, well, I know there are other people out there like me who need this, and I know the things that they will need once they figure it out. I know that they'll need a website. I know that they'll need an email opt-in. Like I know that they'll need a blog. So here are all of the things, and I know that they'll need to understand like how to make a logo and make graphics. So here are all the things that I'm gonna like put together in this package but then I'm like, okay, now what? So I started Googling because I had heard on The podcasts that I listened to, like you have to build an email list. And that's like the one thing that stuck with me was that I needed to give this training away for free, but I needed to get an email list in exchange for it. That was the one thing that like stuck with me out of like listening to those podcasts is that that's how then later on, when I had something to sell, that I would be able to like make that offer. So I just started Googling like how to build an email list from scratch. And I came across a training called the 30 day list building challenge from Natalie Lucier still out oh, there.
0: Yeah, I'm aware of it. Well, lots of people have done list building stuff, but that's one of the better ones. It was just excellent. And, it, and again, she gave that all away. It was free and it was really good. Yeah.
1: So I signed up for that. And that's really what inspired me too, to be like, okay, yeah, for sure. I'm giving away all this training for free because I felt like I might've been giving away too much for free or I should be charging for this. Because I'm basically like I'm teaching somebody how to build the whole entire website that I was charging clients to build for them, but that I didn't want to build for them anymore because I didn't want to have five other bosses outside of my (laughs) job, right? Yes. So I signed up for her free training and I did everything that she said to do. Like I didn't skip a step. I was like, okay, she says to do this, I'm doing it. And that's where I was introduced to the concept of Facebook groups. Like I know that probably sounds like you had to be introduced to the concept of Facebook groups, but like I didn't know. Well, and they they weren't always
0: a thing. I mean, there was a version of Facebook at one point in time that did not have groups. Right. So, right. you
1: know, it seems weird now, but that that was a thing. So, I was like a brand new person who had no idea of Any of these things were out there, but I posted a link to my free training in a Facebook group and it just kind of took off from there. I got my very first subscriber, I got my very first affiliate commission, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is possible. Like someone actually signed up for this and they bought the things that I recommended, and I was just like hooked at that moment. I was, and so then it was like, okay, let me find some more Facebook groups and let me ask the people that signed up. To share it with people that they know that would need it. And it really just grew from there.
0: Okay, that's great. Again, a lot of people because now you're doing well, and you're successful, and you've really figured out a lot of these things, and you've learned to leverage them. And I think a lot of people, if they're just starting, you make it look easy right now, right? But the fact of the matter is that you kind of you were a beginner at one point, and you did the step by step, and you just sort of you went through the process, and you did the work, you did what you needed to do. And you sort of, you know, followed all of that. It wasn't some sort of magical thing that happened.
1: No, I definitely figured it out along the way and really wasn't sure if I was doing anything right the whole time. I was just like, well, somebody said to do this. So I'm going to try it and see what happens. And yeah. somebody said to do this. i like, what I know is that my email list is growing, that I'm getting notifications, that I'm getting affiliate commissions. So that part must be working. I've made a ton of mistakes along the way and like you know everything too just like anybody else but i was just like i'm never going to let it stop me because i feel like that desire for freedom and to like be my own boss was so strong that i just wasn't going to quit
0: Okay, that's great. That leads me to my next question that I have, which actually is about the confidence. I think doing this and putting yourself out there, those things, I think it takes a little bit of confidence, a little bit of self-belief. Sometimes you sort of have to just, you know, believe in and and like you said, put it out there and and hope that obviously there was a level of confidence that you were at least willing to take these steps, right? And you were willing to believe in yourself enough to go, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to Follow a couple of experts, gonna pay attention to what some other people are doing well, and I'm gonna, you know, emulate that in my own style, my own way and do it. So can you speak a little bit about where you feel like maybe some of I know you just mentioned sort of the drive for the freedom, which was really important to you and that's certainly I think a big motivator for a lot of people, right? Whatever that sort of big drive or big goal might be. But what else do you think might have attributed to that?
1: I knew without a doubt that I knew how to build websites that no matter what problem... I had proven over the years that no matter what problem I came across or what I broke, because I broke everything, (laughs) I wasn't afraid to break things and figure out how to fix them. So I knew because I had the practice of breaking things and fixing things and always figuring it out that like I could deliver on a website for a client no matter what. I knew that. I was confident in that. And then when I decided to... Start my own business. I don't know where this confidence came from, but I just knew, like in my bones, that like I would be successful and successful in the way that, like, I don't care how long this takes, I'm going to make it happen. But on the other hand, I was very not confident in asking people for money for the websites that I was making for them. And I felt like I'm self taught. I learned this by Googling it. And breaking things and figuring. I don't have a degree in computer science. I don't have a WordPress certification. Right. No one like came up and said, "Voila, you're a web designer." And so I didn't even feel like I could say I was a web designer because that wasn't even my title at my job. You know, it was like marketing coordinator or whatever it was. Right. I did not feel confident at all in my pricing and the way that I overcame that was to I hired a business coach to help me with quote unquote sales. And then what I realized was like, there's a whole lot of stuff going on here. A whole lot of imposter syndrome, a whole lot of feeling like I'm not qualified. Who am I? All of that stuff that was really preventing me from saying, Hey, you know what? This website's going to cost $5,000 and not $900. And then being resentful when I'm building a website for someone for $900 and it feels too hard. And this is way too much work for $900, but not feeling empowered to ask for more. So I had a lot of work to do there. That confidence of being able to actually make money was totally different confidence than like, I can figure anything out and I can market myself and I can teach people how to do something and I can give it to them for free and earn money from those companies. Then I didn't have to deal with even asking those customers for money. So I figured out like after a couple years of that, like, Wow, I really have some issues around asking people for money that I have to figure out if I'm going to quit this job and be successful.
0: Right. Okay. No, that's great. You know, obviously, you're not alone in that. I think that's virtually uh, probably almost every solopreneur, somebody who kind of branches out on their own or starts the side hustle, makes it a full time thing goes through that at some point, right? That's, I think, pretty common, (laughs) right? Like you, I mean, obviously you got a coach, you, you know, you kind of learn to talk about, I'm sure things like the value of the work versus like the time and, you know, all those kinds of things, right? But it is a mind shift.
1: Yeah. And it's still, it's still something that I work on now to just still be confident in standing in like, this is how much it's going to cost. And this is why, you know, like I still get weird about it, but I'm glad I'm weird about $5,000 instead of $900. Right. So like it's sustainable now.
0: Right, right. Well, that's good. Now, I know you work from home and- Sometimes I think that can feel isolating. Sometimes it's, you know, I'm sure you have friends and I know I do. We have corporate that work in corporate jobs and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be so great to work at home. And it is you know, almost all the time. But I think there are times when it is kind of isolating and things like that. So what do you do to kind of just keep you grounded, keep you motivated, you know, resist the temptation to go, you know, binge watch something on Netflix, that kind of thing.
1: It's so interesting that you mentioned that because like, I'm definitely like the kind of person who can be alone all day and I'm fine and I don't like think a thing about it. But when I quit my day job back in January of 2018, and I really was like, okay, this is it. There's no paycheck coming in to be my safety net. I feel like I can look back on it now and feel like I probably got a little depressed and I was like overworking to compensate for like being really scared. And I had met a girl that I spoke at her conference. She invited me to speak at a conference. So I met her and then I had her on my podcast and we were talking about something and she was like, you know what? I'm putting together a group of girls that I think... We could all really like support each other. We're all very different. I'm going to put together this mastermind and I think that I'd love for you to come. And I was like, Okay, cool. So I was like, I'm buying a plane ticket. I'm going to Austin, Texas, to spend a weekend with five girls I'd never met before, <laughs> and that was like such a turning point for me because I hadn't realized how isolated I had become, and I didn't realize how much I was overworking either. And one, we were talking, and one of the girls is like, I want to ask you something that might like sound a little rude, but I don't mean it this way. Right. I was like, Yeah, sure, go ahead. She's like, Do you have any friends? And I was like, I said, yeah, I do. I have a lot of friends. I was like, but nobody that does this. Like, I don't know anybody that does what we do. And so they were like, well, you need to like get connected locally to people that do the things that you do. Which is hilarious that you and I live in the same town, right? Right. Because like it's just crazy to me that I didn't follow the rules of meeting you, of connecting into my local network to meet people. So I can't tell them that like, oh yep, yeah, that was I met that goal, but I am supposed to work on like having more of a in-person network of people that geek out about the same things that I geek out about. So yeah, to answer your question about like what I do to keep grounded, I think that mastermind group is super helpful. Good. To resist the Temptation of binge watching Netflix, I don't. Like, if I have one of those days, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to give myself permission to work from bed today in my yoga pants with Netflix on in the background, and I'm just going to like get stuff done. And those are some of my most productive days if I'm like working on a client site or something. I'm like, I'm so like watching right now. It's like parks and rec in the back.
0: Right. Well, that's great. So, but you've obviously found what works for you. It's great to hear that you found a support group. I actually have a, a group like that. That's similar. What's crazy. We meet via zoom there's five of us and I've never met any of them in person. We keep talking about doing it, but we don't live close to each other. And anyway, it's kind of funny, but they're super helpful, right? And you feel like, okay, if I need a vent, there's somebody you can vent to, or if I have a question, or if I need support or whatever, or you just want somebody to be like, I got good news. Like, you know, I landed a big client and you want to share that with somebody, you know, all the whole spectrum. It's really helpful.
1: Yeah. Like we have a group text, we have Marco Polo, and we also meet on Zoom once a month on Mondays. And, you know, my friends are happy for me when I land, like sure. when something good happens, but they don't get it. Like, right. you know, if I'm like, oh my gosh, I was asked to like speak at this conference. They're like, oh, that's great. Uh-huh. And you can see that they're just like, cool. Uh-huh. I'm happy you're happy. Right. Exactly. And, yeah, absolutely. But like my mastermind friends are like, they're as excited as I am, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Pretty cool. That is cool.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like you, I always have really good intentions of doing some local networking kind of things, but I, I don't really a whole lot. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about that someday if we ever, if we ever get together for a drink or something. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that that's sort of, I feel like that's like this little goal that hangs out there for me as well. And I have good intentions. I really do. And then I don't know. I just,
1: I think there is definitely something that I think like makes people like us gravitate towards. Online business because you can communicate and connect like without having to show up in person to do that. And so it's very easy to record a podcast by yourself in a room or write a blog post by yourself in the room when you maybe you're not like, I'm very introverted and I don't you know, maybe I'm not feeling so social, but I can definitely write a blog post and, you know, record a podcast and jump on social media. But like, I'd have to feel pretty social to like go and network with people that I don't know. So I think that's wow. really why I gravitate towards this work too, is like, it lets me kind of indulge in that introvertedness. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. And there's, I, you know, obviously there's nothing wrong with that. Like there, There's just what works for you, which is great. I think yeah. that, again, that's one of those benefits of Again, knowing yourself a little bit and knowing what's going to feel good to you and feel right for you and comfortable and what's not. I've been in sales forever and I like selling and all that kind of thing, but I know for a lot of people it's uncomfortable and it always makes me kind of feel bad when people are being told to do things that are just not right for them personally. Yeah. But just because it might be right for me or for like your sales manager to do things in a certain way, doesn't mean it's right for you.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's, I think you're smart that you figured out what does work for you. And I love the whole like spending a day in bed every once in a while, if that's just kind of the vibe you need to be in, like there's nothing wrong with that either.
1: That's the best part about working (laughs) from home. Yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, before we finish up, there's two things I want to ask. One would be because you've shared a lot of your stuff about just, you weren't like overnight success, but you've obviously you met your goal of being able to quit your full-time job. You've continued to be successful and do well. Got a great rocking podcast. You've got, I think, you know, pretty big footprint in the online space. So what would be some advice to, you know, somebody right now that is, you know, maybe they're doing their side hustle or maybe they've been at it for a while and, you know, hitting some of those frustration points. And, you know, what would be kind of a piece of your advice that you might give to them that you might wish you might have had in that, you know, month six or month seven, something like that one early on?
1: I think that just to keep going, even if it feels like nothing's happening, because you're just like planting a bunch of seeds as you go. And, you know, they might not result in Like, I tell my students, like, you're not gonna get overnight traffic explosions from these things that you're doing to your website. But everything, like, everything that you do strategically, of course, like, it's just a seed that you're planting along the way. And those things are growing as you're planting the next seed and planting the next seed, and they will start to bear fruit for you later. So just don't stop. Like, don't have, and this is something that, like, I had to really work on myself, is like the instant gratification thing Mm -hmm. of like I do this and I expect immediate results and it must not have worked if I didn't get immediate results. So I'm moving on to the next thing. And so I feel like if I could have just slowed down a little bit and seen some things through or maybe tweaked and tried things again instead of abandoning them altogether, I think, I don't know, you never know. But I'm like, oh, I may have gotten traction a little earlier. So that's what I would say is just like, don't discount those things Because they are working for you behind the scenes and you might not see it.
0: Well, I think what's nice though about what you just shared is that there is actually like this cumulative effect. But it does take a while for all that to start clicking, you know, so it can feel like, oh, well, I did, you know, I did an email to my list. Yeah, it's that kind of consistent and persistent sort of vibe. So I think that's really good advice. I think it's good advice to anyone about anything, right? Like I think lots of things in life like training for a marathon or, you know, writing a book or lots of those kinds of things, right? They just take sort of that regular like willingness to show up and do the thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that I would tell people that I did it early on in my business, but I didn't really give it its due. Like I didn't give it the credit that I really should have. And now is something that I'm really focused on, and I know you are too, is just building relationships with people and collaborations and partnerships. I remember when I was very first starting out and I had no audience at all, You know, I posted in those Facebook groups and I was starting to get some traffic there. But then I thought like, well, how am I going to get in front of people that need this training? And so I was like, let me interview people who already have that audience. So I remember reaching out to... She's a big blogger now. And actually, I I'm going to be having her on my podcast soon. Her name's Holly Hannah. She's the work at home woman. And I remember reaching out to her and I think I like asked, like, who built their own WordPress site and had success? She responded, and I was like, Can I interview you? And so I did an interview on my blog and asked her all these questions. It's actually very similar to what I do on my podcast now, but I mean, it's kind of the exact same thing. And it's funny, when I started my podcast, I didn't even realize, like, oh my gosh, you're doing the Women to Watch series that you did like back in 2015, just like on your podcast now. But so I published that interview. I shared it with her. She shared it on her social media she mentioned people in that cuz i asked her who some of her biggest influences or people that she followed i like shared it with them and let them know that she shouted them out like that's really how i started you know getting traction outside of those facebook groups was like building relationships with other people who had the audience that i want to serve and i've kind of come full circle back around to that especially with the podcast and with some other things that i'm doing to think like gosh we can grow together Like we don't all have to try to build our own audience from scratch. We can grow together.
0: Right. No, that's so smart. And thank you for sharing that. I think that again, your willingness to sort of put yourself out there, reach out to somebody you didn't really know, like just maybe sort of said, yeah, I've got my own WordPress website. That's great. And I think you're still doing a lot of relationship building now in your way and with your podcast, which is phenomenal. Yeah. So for I think it's good advice and people out there can figure out the way to do that for them that works for them. But yeah, I think you're always going to benefit from that. That's even how you found your women's networking group, right? Just from connecting with somebody.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay. So the
0: last thing that I'm going to ask, I want people to be able to find you. So what's the best way for people to reach you? What's the best way for people to connect with you? And I know you have a ton of really, really great, helpful information. So what's the what best way for people to get access to that as well?
1: Awesome. So my website is wp-bff.com. So if you think WordPress BFF, you'll remember that. That's where I have that free website training that'll teach you how to build your own website in just 5 days. And then also my podcast, Pep Talks for Side Hustlers. You can go to peptalksforsidehustlers.com and you'll see all the places that you can subscribe to the podcast and all the show notes and all of that stuff. And really, the best way to get me is to just get on my email list. Those emails will come from my email address. And I'm kind of old school. Like I have an Instagram at Shannon L. Mattern, but you're probably not going to catch me there as good as you would catch me just by like sending me an email or just like replying to one of the emails of my email newsletter. I'm definitely like obsessively email checker and not so much social (laughs) media checker. (laughs) I think it's by nature of the work,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of get used to that. Well, no, thank you. And just for people who didn't catch that, I mean you can get from Shannon and this is phenomenal. This five day course and it literally, you can literally build an entire website and she's giving away all the information and resources for free and it's really good. I know it's stuff that she keeps up to date so if there's somebody listening, I hope they'll take advantage of that because I thought when I saw it originally, I was like, this is really, really cool. So that's great. Thank you for being on the podcast, on the show notes at soundadvicesales.com forward slash podcast. I will also have links to all of Shannon's stuff that she just mentioned, as well as Natalie's 30-day list building thing. I think I'm going to find that and I will put that out there if I can, because it was so good and you mentioned it and I used it as well. I thought it was phenomenal. So thanks for being with us, Shannon. And yeah, look forward to one of these days we'll meet in person for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sound Advice Podcast. Be sure to visit soundadvicesales.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you loved this episode of the Sound Advice Podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.